Cougar Camp All Access in Go Fast, Go Hard mode. Everything you need to know after two days on the practice field. Watch our extended two-on-one interview with Jamal Williams and listen as well. What his one-game suspension means for the Cougars on August 29th. Who will start for BYU in game number one at running back? Plus, Brian Logan live on why he's so amped after two days. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Roll your sleeves up. Time to go back to work. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, August 4th. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with referee in training, Jerem Jordan. You know, if this doesn't work out for me, I might just be an intramural flag football ref. I don't know. We'll see. There's great money to be made there. Is there? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us on this Monday. Football is back. Yes, it is. We watched BYU football practice twice, and it was awesome. It didn't disappoint, did it? No, it was great. It was really fun. It was really fun. The NFL preseason got underway last night. Watched the first quarter of that and then disengaged, of course. <laughs> that always happens with that Hall of Fame game. The Giants and the Bills. Yeah. And by the time the fourth Dallas quarter Reynolds rolls played, around. Former BYU lineman. Dallas Reynolds played, uh, Reynolds played center in that game. So football, I mean, it, I, you always have like this expectation level. Like I thought, okay, I don't want to get too high. Jeff Toole coming in for the Bills. Ru- remember him, Washington State? I remember Jeff Toole. I remember dominating his team 30-6 to in the season opener in 2012. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question, and this stems from day one of fall camp. Okay, with the news about Jamal Williams and Algernon Brown being injured and likely out uh, for the whole month, uh, who will be BYU starting running back week one at Connecticut? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let us know who you think starts there. Now, BYU typically starts two running backs. What, we, what we're getting at is who's taking the most carries. Who's going to carry the yep. load for yep. BYU in the running backfield? Paul Lasike comes from at JMan426. That's our first tweet. He says he is fun to watch for one. He has the power and strength and was the second-hand man along with Algie Brown. Yeah, I, that's my pick is Paul Lasike. I want to see Paul Lasike get 20 carries. What can he do with 20 carries? Well, at Notre Dame, he had four and had 101 yards rushing. Broke that big, long, long run that... Yeah. Oh, you just wish he could have gotten into the end zone. Taysom Hill ha- <laughs> also had uh, 101 yards rushing, but on 24 carries that game, interesting enough. Uh, Lasique has been really good at times. I mean, he's a role player. He's not going to be a role player on August 29th. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio. We're simulcast live weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV. Rise and shout. There is much to talk about. It's time for What's Trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Cougar Camp All Access. Football practice underway. And tis a beautiful, beautiful thing. I was saying earlier, I I didn't want to get my expectations too high. Because, well, let's just ease into this thing. But, boy, the way they came out, chucking the ball all over the field. Oh, man. It just just got the blood pumping. Well, it's just fun to just see BY. This team, that's the first time we get to just see this team out there. Granted, certain guys aren't fully healthy and out there. Bronson Kafusi, Tuni Kanuch, Sam Lee, Algernon Brown, Manoa Pikula with academics. I mean, certain guys are trying to get on the field still. But all these guys that we've talked about for a long time, and since February on signing day, Jordan Leslie and Nick Kurtz, some more. Uh, Devon Blackman, a trade eye, all these guys. Really, f- Fred Warner. 
all these guys. It was really fun to see them compete. And I think the BYU is competing at a high level right away, especially on offense. This is the first time in a while where I felt like the offense was way ahead of the defense. I mean, way ahead. The defense has talent, and they look pretty good. You can see where in a few spots they're figuring some things out. We just saw the first two days. But on it's offense, two days, and we understand that. Right. But on offense, BYU's rocking it, right now it, on offense. It was surprising. Itself. It was surprising. They were throwing the ball all over the place. You, ju- you juxtapose that with last year early in camp where they ran the ball so much, I think because they were trying to get the speed and pace down of the offense. Yeah. It was so clunky to start. It was just like, run, plays really fast. Now it's, all right, let's execute a deep ball. And, oh, uh, yeah, Jordan Leslie, Nick Kurtz, Devon Blackman, what is up? Because they are friends with the end zone. So there's your one-minute summary overall. We have plenty of time to talk about this, and oh, we will. The headline that stole the show took place after day one of fall practice in the Jamal Williams interview where he revealed that he was going to be suspended for one game and would miss the UConn game. And you can, I have not seen Jamal Williams not smile probably three or four times. I mean, you've seen him ticked in a game a couple times, but just his personality is one that he's always happy. And so uh, coming up with Cougar Camp All Access, we'll go two-on-one with Jamal Williams and show you how he reacted right after he talked to the media. He went two-on-one with us. Now, it was not BYU's intention to have that announced. Jamal just said it. He was asked, and then he just said it. Uh, So that's out there. There's something to be said about that because he's a kid with a ton of candor. You know, I, I, he's an open book. He always has been. And it was, it was too much. Uh, on Friday, BYU didn't want that to come out quite yet. Honestly, if you're BYU, you just hold that until the day of, right? A, let two UConn, hours before. Let UConn, UConn worry game about plans him. For it. I don't think it's going to be a problem against UConn, though. That's the thing. That's nice. Like, like Texas. All these uh, players suspended. They're playing North Texas. Who cares? Then they'll be back in for BYU. Jamal Williams suspended for one game uh, for... Team rules violations uh, didn't go into the details of that. They but do, yeah, they they, they, don't they didn't have even to. say that. They didn't say anything. Yeah, nothing. They, BYU said nothing. It was Jamal. Yeah, I mean we're we're even speculating on that. But he he did say the one thing which brought some needed levity to the situation was if if you're going to find me on the weekend, you'll see me at classic skating. And he really went to <laughs> classic skating. That's He's, the best part. The honest he the went. part I love about that is that is so honest because he said, I'm, look, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. Okay? Fantastic. Someone, go, to cla- go to classic skating. Someone asked him, what happens uh, you know, a third time? Because this is the second time there's been some kind of issue with him. Uh, he said, there won't be a third time. You'll catch me at classic skating on the weekends or whatever. And, and I, he really went. And I believe him. <laughs> I, I, I believe him. He's handled it, uh, handled it very well, in my opinion. Yeah, he could be bitter and yeah. angry mm-hmm. and threaten to transfer and do all that, but he didn't. He was classy. He was honest. I thought he was fair to the situation with the emotion. Uh, to quote him, and, and you'll see this full interview coming up on BYU Sports Nation in about 20 minutes. He said, I hate it. I don't like it, but I'll do whatever it takes to get back on the field and help my team. Yeah, hit. I mean, unless unless he messes up again, which he doesn't look like he's going to, or I, I think he's scared to death now. Is he'll be starting at running back against Texas on September sixth? I mean, it's Connecticut. Like BYU's going to be fine. You just wish he had a tune up, like everybody else for Texas. In the meantime, what does it mean now? Here's what Bronco Mendenhall had to say when he was asked about Jamal Williams' suspension. Certainly, uh, my intention wasn't to announce anything. So that Jamal did that was kind of put me on reaction mode um i would much prefer these matters when possible i know it's not always possible when possible just to be handled internally 
and then uh, we keep it that way. Sometimes that happens at BYU, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so my hope is that, um, that it can remain that way, but I'll deal with it if it doesn't. The media went after Jamal Williams because, well, one, they knew something had gone down in February uh, when there was a, a legal issue, and then... There but, was, that, but that was in the past. It was rumors of another issue. Of another issue yeah. that had arisen, and he was practicing with the second team, which didn't take the entire practice. Okay, so people are naturally going to say, why are you practicing with the second right. team? And then he was asked straight up, are you going to miss the Connecticut game? There, there are other guys that are with the twos that should be with the ones. Rob Daniel, Jordan Johnson, among others. And so, uh, you know, Jamal Williams suspended for Connecticut. Is he the only one? I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll find out. But I'd rather find, found, find out on game day than later so that the other team preps against your whole team. He's a game changer. You know, oh, yeah. so UConn does not have to worry about Jamal Williams for an entire month now. Thus the Twitter question, which is, you know, who's going to be the starting running back? So the other, okay, the other part of this, Algernon Brown is hurt. We don't know the details of this. We had media availability Friday. We will tomorrow. We'll ask about that. Algernon Brown appears to be hurt, and the expectation is that he's going to be out most of August, if not all of it. We spent a couple of shows in July wow. talking about the position group that was the deepest which is like, oh, it's easy. It's the running backs. you okay, got Jamal so, Williams and Algie Brown and Paul Asike and Adam Hine. Yeah. I would go Jamal, Paul Asike, and then Algernon Brown, Adam Hine, and then everybody else, right? For So two of your top three, likely, it sounds like Algernon Brown might not be available for the Connecticut game. Maybe he is. Maybe he is at the end. But, but is it limited at that? Right. I mean, it can't be like a full status thing, right? So Paul Asike and Adam Hine and Nate Carter, Nate Carter all spring first team, are basically your three guys, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 98, the year some of our listeners and watchers were born. (laughs) As well as Lasike, Hine, and Carter combined for 98 carries in 2013. They're three of the five returning running backs in 2014. Jamal Williams and Algernon Brown, of those five, produced 73% of the carries. That's basically... Two of the top three, so that so that's Ooh. a bi- that's a big loss if Algernon Brown can't go. Your top two guys. Guess what though? Based on what we've seen in practice, BYU's been running a ton of four receiver sets and throwing it ball deep they are throwing and accurately. It all over the I place. am not concerned in the slightest that Jamal Williams is suspended for Connecticut. If he were suspended for Texas, yes, then we have a, now, now. I'm sweating. Well, I'm still concerned because I want yes. I want him to play, and yes. he he brings a, such a dynamic to the BYU offense. Like clearly, they're not going to be as good an offense without Jamal Williams. We're but, not we're not but, ignorant to that. But maybe that provides an opportunity for the passing game to flourish. Perhaps other players need to step up. Right? The, what the, did Jamal the situation has now changed entirely. Yes. What did Jamal Williams do against Houston, Utah State? I don't remember because BYU passed the ball so well. There's certain games where it just doesn't matter. I would rather have Jamal there, obviously, but he's not, and I think that's okay. Running back depth, Jamal Williams, out one game suspension against UConn. Adam Hine, Paul Asike, ran with the first teamers. Algie Brown injured, expected to miss most of fall camp. Trey Dye was used with Trey, the running backs. There, there is the dark horse, my brother, for a guy that could have a good, good freshman season. He was going to be a receiver, now he's a running back. Michael Elisa was asked to be a running back last no. week, and he said no, to switch back. <laughs> He's Will you running come with, back? No. He's, he's starting at linebacker now because Bronson Kafusi is, uh, tw- I guess, tweaked uh, something last week uh, preparing for the season. Who will be BYU's starting running back week one at UConn? That's our Twitter question. Let's get some of your responses. It's Twitter time. 
crazy Coug fanatic. It would be awesome to see Paul Asike truck someone like he did in rugby. He's he trucks he's, some fools in football. He looks thick. Like I look at him and I go, "Oh my goodness!" Like at first it was weird seeing him in football pads when he made the switch from rugby. Paula Sique is a running back. Like the guy is a boulder. It's going to be good. I hope he gets ten to fifteen touches against Connecticut. Just yeah, to see 20, what happens. What can Paula Sique do with fifteen to twenty carries? Well, he's not getting twenty. Jamal barely would get twenty. There's no way Paul does. What could he do though? You know, I, I want. I would I like don't know, to. I would, we li- seen I would it. like to see. I would something love like to that. see. It. Yeah. At Spiff Coog, Taysom Hill will be the leading rusher. Starting running back is irrelevant. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Taysom Hill will hand off to Taysom Hill. There's actually something to that. <laughs> you know, does Taysom take more, more of a role? Obviously, I think they're going to pass the ball more. Yeah. It's, but, it, okay, last year in fall camp, Taysom kept the ball way more than he is now. He is getting it out to his playmakers. Remember Steve Young on this very set on BYU Sports Nation just a month or two ago, saying that if Taysom Hill ends up with the ball in his hands at the end of the play, he wants it to feel like it was a mistake. Could be a good mistake. Third and five, he gets seven for the first down, whatever. He is getting it to his playmakers through the first two days of fall camp so far. After two days, I know it's early. Oh, yeah. Trust me, we know oh, it's very yeah. early. Okay, the hype, the hype machines is going crazy oh, right now. Fall camp. Oh. Because we just started. <laughs> let's, let's have a couple of weeks. Let's see a game. But... The one thing I did notice is Taysom Hill's footwork, very crisp. Very crisp. You can, I could tell. I went back and watched it on purp- like just purposely looking at how did he look the early in 2013 compared to fall camp, and his footwork is there. It's better. So credit I, 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 I want to see that. an opposing D line and linebackers rushing at him and then see what he's got. More on Taysom Hill and the bomb squad as wide receivers coming up, plus outside linebacker depth. It's Cougar Camp All Access with Brian Logan. What jumped out to him from the first two days? And it's not the secondary. What? This is BYU Sports Nation. Blasphemy. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Fall football underway in Provo, Utah. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Remember to download and subscribe to the podcast. It's on iTunes as well as uh, we have an RSS feed you can subscribe to if you have an Android or other products. Uh, BYU Sports Nation on demand now. Who will be the starting running back week one at Connecticut? Jamal Williams out. Suspended for a game. He told the media that he will miss that game on Friday. So who will step up? Algie Brown out for most of camp with an injury. Adam Hine, Paul Asike, is it a dark horse like Trey, Trey Dye? Dye? Who's going to start? Carter had a great spring. Let's see if he's in the mix. At G Hanson 25 says, it's a combination of these three, Hine, Lasike, and Brown. So he thinks that Brown will get back in time. If he does, I would imagine it will be maybe a few carries. If they don't have to use them, they're not going to. No, I, I just, Connecticut's not a threat. Like They've got some talent there, but... It's not a good team. I think BYU should be able to win that game. It's different than Virginia. Like, hey, Virgi- Virginia's in the ACC and gets five-star recruits every year. A couple. They have talent. They just can't put it together. They like they have talent. Connecticut does not have talent the same way that Virginia does. So I'm gathering that you're already leaning 17 plus oh, over UConn. Oh, put it in Sharpie, man. 17 that, plus. That is yeah. saying something because BYU, when they start the season on the road, especially on the East Coast, have not fared well even against. Marginal to bad teams. Well, it's time, it's time to play non-P5s in that situation. The, the, these are against P5s. P5s, certain P5s get good talent. They just don't put it together, don't have discipline, don't have good coaching. You know what we should do right now? 
Talk to Brian Logan. Cougar Camp All Access. We are getting you ready for the BYU football season with insider access to fall camp. This is Cougar Camp All Access on BYU Sports Nation. Are you not ramped up after that? Set right up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you look good doing that. the drums. In a plaid shirt. It's plaid day on it the PYU Sports day. Station, by the way. This was literally the reaction. To, I know, we didn't tell you. Brian so didn't sad. get the memo. He shows up with the polo. I'm, I'm so sad. I try to Looking be professional. Solid. and You know, you, you guys, try wait, to be wait, professional. What you know? We're not professional. No, the reaction Mm-mm. when we both saw each Mm-mm. other was but we both did this. Oh, oh man. <laughs> twins. I believe our producer's quote was, Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Logan with us on BYU Sports Nation. Two days of fall camp done, Brian. Uh, we had a chance to watch the Cougars for the first time. So many new faces. And for Jeremy and I, uh, what we agreed upon is that, that we weren't disappointed at all. If anything, we were pleasantly surprised at the differences between early camp last year and this year. Why are you so high on BYU football after two days? Man, I'm I'm I I am so excited. I'm thinking like undefeated season. Okay, okay. <laughs> that may yeah. be that may uh, be putting stop. it out there. That's stop like way out there, and people are probably going crazy like this. What are you talking about? But the, the the main reason why is because of the offense and just the bombs and the big plays and the talent, the athletic ability that these guys have is just crazy it's ridiculous every other play I looked down and it was a a big pass for either one-on-ones or you know seven-on-sevens or during the team period and the difference was that it was a different receiver every single time you know it wasn't like oh Austin Collie the whole time or or, or Cody Hoffman the whole time you know it was a different player Hmm. every single time from the new guys even to the, the current guys like Ross Oppo that's been there they have five legitimate deep threats five like, that's not an exaggeration. Jordan Leslie, Devon Blackman, uh, Nick Na- Kurtz. Name five. Uh, Ross Oppo, Mitch <laughs> Matthews. There you go. I thought about him. Five I would throw them. Michael Davis in that mix. Michael Davis. Over Ross Oppo. Okay. Um, but so yeah. more. Okay, they have at least yeah. five. Here's, here's the thing with the receivers. They have more athletes on the team. Here's what Bronco Mendenhall had to say about them. Or not. Or <laughs> we have more balls going downfield maybe in the first practice today than I've seen maybe all spring. Um, more weapons, more depth, more athleticism, more speed, uh, more ball skills. But in terms of the ability and athletic ability, that's certainly there. Okay, we have the hype machine rolling, but it was such a contrast from early last year when they ran the ball so much I'm guessing to get the speed and the pace of what the go fast, go hard offense was all about. But they just, they were throwing the ball all over the place. Taysom Hill, Christian Stewart was like a man among boys with his long ball. <laughs> he ability. looks really good. Stewart, like, Stewart surprised me maybe more than anyone. You want a good back yeah, quarterback, and he, wow. he's, he's a lot better than what people, what people think. I mean, I, 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 I don't know that we know what to think. I, you right? know, I, I, I trained with him when I was going to the CFL, and, he very athletic kid. I mean, I remember him and Andrew Rich playing basketball one on one and Duncan and he is he is really athletic. I, I just think he's in a situation where, you know, the opportunity isn't there, obviously. Uh but if if Taysom were to go down, oh my goodness. I, I would not be I would not be worried. You know, obviously you're not gonna get what Taysom brings, but as far as the, the, the dual threat, he's he still has that. He can run the ball. He's fast. Yeah, yeah. He's a fast kid. 
You know, and and he can, and with it, I think I was a little bit surprised as far as his his efficiency and his arm, uh, his accuracy, things like that. But as far as athletically, that he that's not that's not an issue right there. The yeah. receivers that Stewart and Taysom Hill are throwing to, we just we just listed off five or six guys that can all make big plays. We didn't even mention Colby Pearson and Kurt Henderson. Okay, Colby Pearson's like, who's that kid? He made two unbelievable catches yep. the first few days of practice that got. Uh, more some more resounding responses from from his teammates, and I just thought, wow, okay, well, where where does he fit into this? Because they've got this mile long list of guys that are that are deep, that are good players. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's really going to be one of those situations where you you look back at the end of the year and you see ten guys with 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 crazy stats, right? With with these, well, I would say decent amount of stats. Maybe not everybody obviously won't have two thousand plus yards, but. I think I think the attempts are going to be low, like the catches. So maybe like 30, 40 catches. But I think the yards are going to be there. And it's going to be uh, pretty evenly spread out amongst 10 guys. And I don't think there's going to be one guy that's really going to be able to jump away unless it's a, like a Devon Blackman where, you know, he has – 30 catches for like a thousand yards just because each catch is 50 plus yards. Yeah, you know, the, the, the big play guy. But that, that, that's, that's the vision. That's what I see. You know, it's almost, I feel bad. <laughs> it's a good thing to have, but I feel bad for Coach Holiday. How do you get out all these guys on the field? Man, do you flip a coin? You know, what do you do? Whoever has the best G- highest GPA gives a play? Let's not do that one. <laughs> he, he did say, Coach Holiday did say this offense needs six to eight guys that can all play. I mean, yeah. so the intention is to rotate a ton of them in, and they have that. I feel like they have 10 guys that can play wide receiver and play it effectively. You won't, you won't play 10 guys, you know, evenly. That, like, that probably won't happen. He'll lean on a couple of guys, yeah. in, uh, in my opinion, which uh, so far. And let's remember, whatever we saw, pull back the ring. Yeah, you got to pull First it back. First two days, pull yep. it back just a little bit. I'm just ex- as excited as you guys. But to me, the guys that really stick out right now, Mitch Matthews is the leader of the group to me. The yeah. leading returning guy. Nick Kurtz, having been here since January, looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. He looks Catches so the ball good. at the highest point, and I love it. Smooth. And, yep. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, of course, Devon Blackman and Jordan Leslie look really good. Those four guys stick out to me. Ross Apo, you know, he's got, he's got to prove that he's ready to make the leap beyond, like, 14 catches from yeah. last year. Granted, he, you know, injuries and whatnot. But those four guys, I think, will carry the load. You talked about 10, but I think those four are the main guys. Well, see, with, with, with this offense, you've got to have – to, to, to break it down a little bit, you got to have groups, right? You got to have group one, and you have to have group two. Now, group one, there are probably going to be four to six guys, right? And there's, you're going to have the guys that are starters, and then you're going to, you know, have guys that rotate in. I mean, you could you could basically consider them starters if you're in a group one. Yeah. You're you're considered a starter. Starter is just who was out there on the first play. We didn't, that doesn't even it matter yeah, that much. It really does. We didn't even mention the slot. How about? Keanu Nelson, the Stanford transfer. And what do they Trey do with Dye. Trey Die? Yeah. yeah, like there, <laughs> or, or the tight ends uh, and inside receiver Taron Houck, Devin Mahina. Ter- like we haven't seen Jack Taren, yeah. squat from those guys for the first two days. Interesting. That's a concern, or is it? Is it all? No. Is it a wide Based receiver? Based on what we saw, it's not. No deal. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. I do think you need some tight end presence, even if that's thirty catches, like Connie Akuafriel. At times, you need him to catch a ball against Nevada, against. Washington State two years ago had two kids. You need, you need guys on the inside, big, big guys on third down sometimes. BYU Sports Nation is approaching its year anniversary. We launched on September 2nd. So we, did, month away. we didn't have the microphone to be able to break down fall camp the way that we're doing it this year. This is unique. This is something that you can get every day on BYU TV and on BYU Radio during our simulcast. The reason I bring that up is I, I want to know what we would have said last year. 
to to compare because at my impressions of fall camp last year were wow this is this is different you know they, they look a little bit out of sync they're running the ball a lot they which is the, the most boring thing ever in fall in camp fall camp cuz you can't tackle you can't you <laughs> yeah. just touch it's like you know the running back keeps going you're like hey dude you're like you're like yeah. i got you man you're yeah, waiting <laughs> back here you got a point like the coach Mendenhall, see my footage coach like he's bringing the ball back right here he's right he's down right here but no i mean that's that's exactly right and i think you know Last, this looks like when I came on on board in 2009, the coach and I offense where you have Max Hall, Dennis Pitta, you know, you have Harvey in the background in the, in the backfield, and the defense is just running around with their head spinning. And you're like, how in the world am I going to stop these guys? And you just know, as a defense, you just knew you were getting dominated. <laughs> you just, you just knew. You just, you, 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 you know, you put your hands up, and you're like, well, you know, that's this is BYU football. This is this is tradition, spirit. This is how it works. And that's what it reminds me of. But the thing is this: we know how how great this defense is, and and you know, you look at the past couple of years since Coach Mendenhall and Independence, and you know, finishing top twenty five. And so if you have a, a offense that is doing this to a potentially top 25 defense and and maybe arguably be – argue, 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 arguably. Okay, thank you. We You're got welcome. you back. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, the, the be- one of the best secondaries, I mean, and they're, and they're, and they're burning, toasting these, these, these DBs in these corners. What do you think is going to happen when, when the secondary and, and this defense goes and plays a mediocre team? They're going to dominate them. They're just making them better. Read Connecticut. Yeah, 17 yeah. plus. <laughs> yes. I'm calling it out right now. Okay, let's talk about the other major headline. Jeremy and I talked at length about this, the running back situation with Jamal Williams missing the UConn game, announcing his own suspension, uh, surprising the coaching staff. They were, they were not anticipating that news would come out. Algie Brown also out. Most of fall camp is what they're anticipating. So now all of a sudden the running back position is something that BYU is kind of scrambling around. Uh, what was your reaction, first of all, to Jamal, and what does it mean for BYU in the opener? You know, I, I, I was shocked when I heard it just because I, I would have thought the coaching staff would have said, hey, you know, we got, you guys can't talk about this and, you know, let us take care of it. And, you know, you just worry about playing football. Um, and so I, I thought they would have a little bit more, I don't want to say babysitting, but I guess that's the right word when it, when it comes to discipline actions. Um, but the fact that he said it, I, I mean, I think it's good because he's 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 taking responsibility. You know, uh, I think that's a sign of of maturity. Um, you know, you kind of hear it in his voice, the, the st- how he's stressed, and you know, it's definitely unfortunate. You know, he's mad about it, but he also understands that. You know, I I, I made my bed, I have to lie in it, and uh, I'll do what I whatever I have to do to get back. So. He's not dodging that, which I really appreciate. Jeremy yeah. you mentioned he could be bitter. He could be. He could feel he like could he's Jamal against like, the world. You know what? Yeah. I want to leave BYU but and go he, somewhere else he didn't and dodge do whatever. That at all. He didn't. He doesn't. Yeah, he mm-hmm. has a good attitude. And so now the question becomes: How does BYU handle the running back situation with guys like Lasike Hine, who are getting the carries with the ones? Nate Carter in there. Trey Die. I guess AJ Moore's not on the team. I didn't notice him over the weekend. Uh, but are, I'm not worried at all about Connecticut with BYU's running back situation. I think they've got good guys. What do you think? No, no, they're 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 fine. I mean, you, you even at Taysom, you know, pulling the ball down and starting running. I mean, they're right. they're they're good. Uh, you know, I think I think Algie Brown will probably be the starter. Well, yeah. the, the word is that he's hurt and may be out all of fall camp. So with Connecticut, who knows? you still think Algie's going to start? I don't know about that information. I think it's more of a different situation of why he's out okay. right now. If and so not, I, I think he's. I think yeah. I, I think it's more school hmm. academics 
than injury. Okay. And so because of that, I think if he can be mentally prepared, come in and still be in, in shape and whenever he you know, takes finals or whatever he has to do uh, to get back on the field, I think, I think he's the, the go-to guy. But I More also, than La Figue? Yeah, even over Paul Asike? The senior Paul, versus sophomore? Well, you know, I think, I think Paul is more of a guy that is going to put his head down and run you over. You know, and and Brown is has a little bit of the shiftier moves. You know, he can he can you know he can he can stretch the line of scrimmage and then plant and then go. Paul is like, uh, let me let me take a couple of little steps first. Then let me then let me plant put my head down. So I think I think Paul is more of a bruiser. And I think with this offense uh, and, and the style of, of of running, I think you have to have somebody who's a little bit more agile, uh, like Brown. That can make those shit, you know, make some shifty moves, mm-hmm. uh, get in the hole, and still put his head down and still run you over. And then you got Adam Hine. You know, if there's uh, a play where you want to put a running back in space, a toss, uh, or even a screen, you know, you can put Adam in. So I think you'll see those three rotating. Yeah. What do you want to? What are you watching for specifically early this week? With BYU football practice, after two days, now you've you've got a little bit of a taste. What are you looking for? Well, well, now the first thing you know we talked about was potential, right? And the potential is just out of this out of this world, you know, like out of this galaxy, like you know, different, you know, out of the Milky Way, whatever. Guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> and now the thing is, going to be interesting is now everybody has pads on today, right? Shells. I think it's yep, today, the right? acclimation yeah, period, which is five days, which so. is which is helmet and shoulder pads. Now it's a little bit different. Because now DBs can jam, has something to jam you with, you know, when, when, when they're pressing. So let's see if these receivers can get off the line. Yeah, so tr- scrimmage. Trent Tramiel can be like, yeah, I dare you to run by me now, Nick Kurtz. Right, exactly, exactly. Now I ask them to grab now. And then, <laughs> it, then it's, always, it's always a struggle. It's always different when you don't have pads on. When you have pads on, right, now the ball's coming out differently for quarterbacks. Receivers have to catch it, you know, differently. Uh, and then you got to think of the offensive Offense and defensive line. Now it's the other way around. The defensive yep. line has something to hold and grab and, you know, can do a little bit more technique. So I think there's going to be a little bit more pressure on Taysom and the quarterbacks. They're not going to have those clear passing lanes. So they, it's, 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 it gets a little bit spicy. You, you know, things up. spice up yes. a little bit with the pads. So, I mean, anybody can be an all-star, you know, with no helmet on and, 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 and no pads on. But you put the pads on, that's where it counts. That's where it matters, man. Can you do this with pads on? That's the difference. That's why we temper the expectation and hype a little bit because it's like, hey, they're running around with just shorts and t-shirt, Nothing. you know? No gear on. Yeah. You're like five pounds lighter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, flag, it's flag football minus the flags. Front of four threes instead of four fours, you know? Watching the secondary because that's what you, you specialize in, Brian. You've mentioned you're rock, watching potential and, and what all these guys can do with pads. What about the secondary specifically will you be watching for? I, I, think, I think the assignments and – them uh how fast can they learn the defense right you know you guys you have a guy like like harvey jackson the secondary that uh was definitely had his head spinning <laughs> yeah. and, and i laugh because we all have been there in a coach Mendenhall defense uh where it's fast paced and it makes it even worse that the offense is going faster so you have zero time to think he didn't have time to look at his buddy and say you know look at craig bills and say hey man what do i do on this because the ball is snapped <laughs> Uh, and so I think I think the talent is there, especially after working out with these guys. That's not the issue. The issue right now is how fast can they pick up the defense? How you know how how many plays can they get under their belt? Because if you in fall camp, if you can get this first week down, oh my goodness, you're you are good to go. But if you don't get it until the light bulb doesn't come on until week three or four, mm, you might yeah. you're probably not going to be playing. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's trouble. 
That Cougar would be Camp filmed. All Access underway. Brian Logan, great to have you on set, man. Hey, I'm happy to be here. This is this is kind of this is the first time we've done this. This is fun. You though, up here with having us. all three of us here. Yeah. I think I think all three of us should be together every day. <laughs> oh, and by the That's, way, you're you know. you're welcome for the Twitter followers that BYU Sports Nation so graciously awarded you after oh, we thanks. brought up the situation. Weekend, thank, man. thank you, thank you. Great. I, I, I don't know who had a better weekend. You were Ziggy, who met Wayne Rooney and Cristiano Ronaldo. Soccer stars. I would say I would say Ziggy because you know he grew up playing real football. Right, so seeing those stars. Okay, yeah, that's that was pretty cool. <laughs> Michigan Stadium, they hosted what was it, Man- Manchester United and Real Madrid. Follow him at Brian Logan Seven. Yes, more followers. Follow so at Jerem Jordan too. No, 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 no. Scratch that last part. Twitter <laughs> mutiny. Follow everyone. After all we've said about Jamal Williams, we hear from the man himself. More Cougar Camp All Access next as we go two on one with J Swag Daddy Jamal Williams. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. V Logan, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Make sure to follow what's going on on YouTube with BYU TV Sports, uh, BYU Sports Nation Cougar Camp All Access videos, uh, as well as uh, highlights and interviews from BYU Sports Nation every day, youtube.com slash BYU TV Sports. And we tweet all these out as well. Via BYU Sports Nation and BYU TV Sports. Quench your thirst for football yeah. with a bevy of awesomeness via the social media accounts associated with BYU Radio, BYU TV, and BYU Sports Nation. Number one thing I got from Brian Logan when he came on was that Algernon Brown isn't injured, like we were told, but that academics is the issue. Playing so, into this, yeah. So hopefully he can get back sooner. I would rather have an academic issue than an injury. Certainly. Oh, for sure. So with that in mind, I'm, I'm going to change my answer. I think Algernon Brown would get the most carries at Connecticut. I think Paul Asika is a senior who is trusted, but Algernon Brown has the upside of maybe, like, the, I don't want Jamal Williams to ever get hurt, but if he did, who would be the guy that'd step in? I think it's Algernon but Brown. But isn't there, like, an acclimation period where, like, who's yeah. been running with the ones in the fall camp and whatever? Like, isn't there the, well, something the acclimation to be... period, it technically talks about the evolution of yes. the pads and all that, right? I used he the wrong phrase go, there. He would have to go through that. But, yeah, you're right. He would have to earn the spot, but I think BYU, listen, what you do in fall camp, if you were on the team last year, that's a big part of it. But what Paul Asike, Paul is running with the ones because of what he did last year. Algernon Brown would get carries against Connecticut. All of this stemming from what we found out on Friday, day one of fall camp, that Jamal Williams would miss the UConn game. He has been suspended. Uh, BYU practice continues today. Meanwhile, Jamal continuing to run with the number twos. And more media availability tomorrow. Uh, but right now, we want to play for you the entirety of our extensive two-on-one interview with Jamal right after the news broke. He was provided clarity. Uh, he obviously was bummed, and he brought some levity to the situation. Take a look at our two-on-one with Jamal Williams and listen to this. Great stuff on the way. Jamal Williams with us. Uh, Jamal, uh, this is uh, kind of an emotional day for you. Um, you just kind of opened up the door to a lot of questions that people had of why you're running with the twos and, and this, this one-game suspension. But it seems like you're rolling with the punches. How is your attitude approaching this one-game suspension helping you get through something like this? Uh, you can't see it on my face, but on the field, I'm just going out there positive, trying to help the teammates out and get them ready any way I can. And um, just just trying to help the team, pretty much. It ain't about me. It ain't about what I can do or nothing. It's just how the team's going to do. And, um uh, 
I just want I just want the best for him, and I just want to do whatever I can in a positive role model type way. And if it is just being suspended for the first game, it's it ain't gonna hurt me. It's for the team, and it's just it's emotional because I, I hate sitting out. I hate not being able to go out there and help my teammates out. But it's any way I can, just going with the tools and helping them out. Letting them learn new plays and and letting them know what I knew when I was going out there is pretty special. And they listen too, and they don't judge me for my mistakes or nothing. They still brought me in. I apologize and everything, and they still treat me as still part of the team. And I I'm just grateful to be still be here on this team and for them to accept me as a, a teammate, a brother, and um, just a, a player. When were you told that you'd be suspended for one game? Um, it was a little before uh, fall camp started. Okay. And what was your reaction initially? Um, sad, you know, just just didn't like it. But it's my mistakes. I did it, and it's just what happens. You just got to overcome them and, and roll with the punches. So you can't complain from it. You just got to work harder and just show them that you're all in for the team. Jamal, you said you'll do anything to get back on the field. What has been laid out for you to do to show that you're willing to do anything to get back on the field? Right now, all I got is run with the twos, and that's what I'm doing. So it's just any way I can do to get back. But right now, it's just sad for me to miss the first game and and then come back on the Texas one. But coaches are with the the plan. I talked to Coach and I, Coach Markey, and they just say just keep working and you'll get back and just take this time to learn how to become a leader again and, and show them that you're you're still here for them. You'll teach them on the sidelines no matter what, but it's all right. Um, just grateful to still have a jersey on, still be playing, so I'm grateful to still be here. Earlier you told us that the coaches cared about you. What did you what happened in those conversations that you felt like, yeah, that they think about me more than just a uniform and a player? Um texting me, calling me, seeing how I'm doing, do I need anything, the usual, do you need a place to go, stuff like that. And just for still, after almost like my first two years, just dealing with me. And I'm just saying they they gave me my chances, and I'm taking them in. I'm just going to do what I can, stay out of trouble, and and pretty much just do what they need me to do. What was the third version of fall camp like for you at the start? Say it again. This is year three of fall camp for you. What was the third uh, rendition of fall camp like for you to start? Same thing? Pretty Same much. as the first time when you got here? Nah, it's a little different. It's a little more funner. What was more fun? We had to lip sing. We had to lip sing. I heard about that at Bronco Mendenhall's house. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> Like my group, we had the like most girliest song in the world. What was it? Katy Perry, Heartbreak. Okay. No, 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 no. Fireworks. 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 Wow, <laughs> even better. Yeah, it was sweet, but we did what we could. We had only had like ninety seconds. Lip sync the mug out of it, but it's alright though. Who, who on the team uh, had another lip sync that you enjoyed? Hmm. Uh, shoot, I forgot what it was called. It wasn't Alani Fools, that's for sure. <laughs> it was a group with uh, Coach Omer, the conditioning coach. 
and he was he was good. <laughs> he was uh, having face expressions. He was an actor that day, and I was real excited. I liked it. I liked it a lot. There's no denying when you're warming up on the field, um, at least for me, it's hard for me not to smile watching you enjoy even stretching. What is it about you on the field and that, that whole loose approach? Where did that come from? I don't know. I like the music. The music this year is pretty banging, so I liked it. They changed my song, too. Uh, What's your song? They changed one of the bangers. Uh, Fancy by Iggy. They changed it. I was so mad. I was so mad. It was doing uh, special teams, and they changed it. I was mad. Out of all the songs, it changed. But I liked it. Today was pretty good. Today was a good good music selection. And uh, I hope it's the same way the next year and tomorrow. Go fast, go hard. Uh, the second year, it seems like you guys felt comfortable with the offense at the beginning. How, how would you evaluate maybe last year, that first day versus this year? Uh, it's not as much as learning, only for um, the newcomers. But for them, it's not even learning no more. It's, it's easy for them because everybody else knows what they're doing. And we could teach them any way that they, they want to learn the offense. So everyone has their different way of learning the plays and, and the offense. So it, it's a great experience to know that more players know it well enough to to help other players you mentioned that you've undertaken some new hobbies specifically classic skating on the weekend are you on roller skates or are you going rollerblade route i'm going roller skates four wheels old school yeah four wheels when did this come about huh when did when did this start sure it just popped in my mind like what can i do on the weekends that's just fun and get keeps me out of trouble classic skating pretty fun to me so (laughs) Like, have you have you talked anybody into going with you? Uh, I got I got Fred Warner to come. He can't skate for dude. He can't. Can he skate? Yeah. He ain't not a push. He ain't not a push to skate out. Devon, he go with me. He good. He be on rollerblades though. He be over there scooting. But uh, it's pretty fun though. Jamal, we appreciate the time. We wish you the best of luck and uh, hang in there. Thank you. Cougar Camp All Access Two on One with Jamal Williams. Very enlightening interview. Like I said, the candor and the fairness to the situation that you would hope for from a player with his status. Tomorrow we go two-on-one with Alani Fua, senior outside linebacker. Who will be BYU starting running back week one at UConn? We will break down the Jamal Williams interview after this short break on BYU Sports Nation, broadcasting in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. This is Craig Bills, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Craig Bills involved in the only scuffle through the oh, first four, uh, first two days of oh, that BYU was, fall football That was camp. fun. He and Nick Kurtz went at it. Next play, he and Nick Kurtz went at it. Next play, he and Nick Kurtz went at it. Nick Kurtz's helmet came off. Pushing, shoving, teammates come out. Robert and I, do some up-downs! Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. Three consecutive plays. Yeah. What was funny is we were having a conversation right before that like, hey, hey, there, 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 there hasn't been a fight yet. Yeah. And then literally like two minutes later, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> but, you know, it's an aggression, an aggression-based sport. It's a violent sport. Your emotions are going to run high. Like, it happens at every team fall camp across the country. Yeah, luckily it's not multiple dudes. It was just an isolated incident. But, by the way, we mentioned BYU at Connecticut, BYU at Texas. That's September 6th. The day before that, Friday, September 5th, we will be live in the BYU store on campus for a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation, starting at the same time, noon Eastern, September 5th, the day before BYU at Texas. If you're local, come hang out with us. If you're not, enjoy two hours of the show that day. 
Jeremy and I will don boxing gloves and scuffle. Oh my god, heck no! <laughs> boxing your are friends? you afraid of that? Yes, boxing your friends is a terrible idea. It's it's like the the negativity, any negativity that you have for that person comes out in that moment. So it's is play, awful. Is playing is playing football against your friends a bad thing? No, boxing you're hitting each other in the face and ri- like football you're guarding someone <laughs> as opposed to you're not like if you're on offense you're never tackling anyone. You're trying to physically dominate the person in front of you football. Yeah, but you're not punching them in the face. You wear a helmet to protect yourself from such action. <laughs> Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here in Studio B. Now one. I want it's a gl- one glove. You want you want a glove? <laughs> you want to you want to do this? I'm just kidding. Okay. No. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, who will be the starting running back? In week one against UConn for BYU, this stemming from Jamal Williams announcing that he will sit out the UConn game. He has been suspended for it, and uh, he'll run with the twos for the primarily of the entirety of uh, fall camp. Who's going to be the starting running back? At M Justin D seventy nine, Lasique should be the starting running back for game one. Watching him play rugby further shows his ability to truck defenders. By the way, Josh Whippy, All American. Uh, I believe, winger on the BYU rugby team, is now on the BYU football team. He's in the 105, but he has not been offered a scholarship contrary to some reports out there. So they brought uh, several different guys to running back to try and help with Brown out with academics and knowing Williams was going to be suspended for Connecticut. We just listened to the Jamal Williams interview, our two-on-one with him, extensive seven-minute interview, Cougar Camp All Access, and he brought about some really enlightening points. And it was it was refreshing to see uh, a superstar football player kind of do what he did, and uh, yep. you know it, his mom Nicole ha- has also taken to the social media feed to bring she, out her opinion on the matter. She responded to watching the interviews, uh, so she tweeted at us: "Proud of how Jamal is learning the responsibilities of becoming a man. Mom can't teach everything. BYU coaches are the best, along with true Cougar fans. I think the BYU Sports Nation is." Uh, reacted positively to Jamal to try and support him. I would prefer that this never happened in the first place, but since it did, let's just act on that, which is, uh, you know, okay, let's let's help you go to classic skating, enjoy yourself, still have fun, and be eligible because you are endearing to the BYU fans. They love Jamal Williams. The thing I love the most about that interview, I'm grateful to still be here and have a jersey. He gets that it's a, an opportunity for him. Absolutely. Hey, have you heard about the BYU Jello? <laughs> well, maybe not, actually. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. So Jello has released this college football uh, campaign. Yeah, they are signs 20 schools to licensing deal. Tell so, me BYU deal. is one of them. I just said deal. We'll sell on Amazon and at Walmart. They already own BYU, basically. Mormons love tell, Jello. Tell me that there will be a BYU-specific Jello. We know they have Texas and what Florida State are those two that we've seen so far. BYU Jello, and that would be pretty awesome. Executives whipped if they're not including BYU on this. <laughs> Let's whip it. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU's third practice is today. Media availability is Tuesday and Thursday this week. We'll keep the Cougar Camp All Access going. Cougars in the NFL. Dallas Reynolds played for the New York Giants last night in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Daniel Sorensen, oh, by the way, made some nice plays in Chiefs camp this morning, according to multiple Twitter reports. And Ziggy Ansa worked out in shoulder pads, did sled work today with the Lions recovering from a shoulder injury. 
men's volleyball. BYU signees Brendan Sander and Storm Faagata helped the United States Junior National Team to a bronze finish in the U21 Continental Championships in El Salvador over the weekend. Those two were the two leading hitters for Team USA. Cougar Camp Nicely done. All Access continues tomorrow with Alani Fua, projected starting outside linebacker. Uh, Alani is trying to grow a mustache, has been doing so apparently for six months, and there's about seven hairs on his upper lip. Unlike his mustache, the interview was quite revealing. <laughs> I, my wife watched it and she said, I can't even see anything Yeah, on his upper lip. Yeah, we recorded that Friday and I looked at him Saturday and kind of stared at him, you know, with Squinting my eyes like, I can't even see your mustache, dude. He's still growing it? Yeah. Marv Allen from the 1984 National Championship team will join us on Wednesday as Sweet. well. You know what we haven't done yet? Countdown to Connecticut. 25 days. Without Jamal. 25 days. We're in the, we're in the month that BYU plays their first college football game that's, in 2014. That's uh, Cray Cray up in Woo! the easy, man. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Can we play the Cougar Growl again? That was, it just seemed like, I didn't hear the buildup, so I was like, slightly startled. Okay. How about we give it to Ziggy Ansah? What a weekend yeah. he had. I mentioned it earlier, but he with, went with his homeboy in Dominican Sioux to Michigan Stadium. In Dominican Sioux, a big soccer fan. Yeah, and they hosted uh, Manchester United versus Real Madrid. And so he, Ziggy met Cristiano Ronaldo. And Wayne Rooney, among others. Took awesome. pictures with all of them. That's, that's awesome. That's really cool. Who's going to be BYU's starting running back week one at UConn at Bridger Hill? Says Lasique should use a punter's single bar helmet. The yes, dude is a should. beast. Yes, he should. Second option would be Jim McMahon's BYU face mask. Okay. Hey, whatever. Whatever they're wearing, just be safe. Thanks to our guests today, Brian Logan to Jamal Williams for Woo! joining us two-on-one on Friday. The show on demand, BYUSportsStation.com. We are back to work tomorrow. Shout out to Mark Neal. We know why.